And we are right at it. We are ready to go. It is uh, three minutes after 11. Dr. Payne Show. Dr. Payne is here and ready to rock. Some big changes coming down the pike, right, pal? Yes, sir. But that's soon. That's not yet. But uh, not yet. Uh, well, you know what? Give some details on it anyway. What's uh, what's what's on the horizon? Yeah. So I mean, one of the big things that we're working on is changing to uh, a more consistent brand, Pinpoint Health. Uh, some of the clinics have already changed the name over to that, but uh, website and all those things. Uh, we're just moving away from it. It's funny. One of the things that I always said was part of the psychology of treating pain is you shouldn't really use the word all that often and with the name of pain care Canada, it's sort of always in your face so from a from a from a actual treatment and prognostic perspective it's actually better not to use uh the term and we we definitely wanted to go with something uh more holistic um and also the fact that we're not just treating see the funny thing is people think pain means like sharp, intense pain. It can also, some people, you know, when I see them and I'm just so used to saying, so where's, where's your pain? And they say, well, I don't have pain. I have numbness. And it's like, okay, well that, that's sort of what I meant, but you're, you're right. Like it it really isn't the right descriptor. So there's more than we're doing uh, than just pain. So, uh, and a good example of that, actually today I have uh, my little cousin here um, who's studying media studies at Humber College. Uh, He's been doing a lot of work with us at the clinics, taking new pictures, videos, um, for website and things like that. And on the way in, I picked him up and he was talking about his thumb. And I said, stop, let's just do it on air. Ask me on air. It's a good thing for people to to hear and see how the sort of the consultation goes. So Remy, welcome. Thank you, Lou. Uh, so what's going on with that thumb? So, you know, I mean, for the for the past week, uh, my thumb has just been, it's been, I've been having some weird pain and I go, you know, that's weird. I've never had that in my thumb. And I go, out of all people to ask, I go, I should ask you today. It'd be nice. <laughs> it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be good to ask the, the doctor himself. But I go, you know, I've never had pain in my thumb like this. Now, and, you, you were saying when yeah. we were driving, you said something about it sort of feels like a nerve pain. You it, use that. Exactly. So it, it does feel like a nerve pain on my, in my thumb and it does carry out to like my my arm as well and i, I don't know like yeah. just within the last week right so. yeah and the reason why i wanted to bring it up because this is interesting so a lot of people i'm going to use the term carpal tunnel and people often yeah. think that carpal tunnel just means pain in the wrist but actually what the carpal tunnel is is a tunnel formed by the bones in the wrist where the median nerve passes through and when that tunnel is aggravated for whatever reason specifically in our day and age it's really computer use so having your wrist and extension and Remy being in media studies is using cameras a lot computers a lot so his wrists are often in awkward positions if you put enough pressure on that tunnel you irritate the nerve and that nerve travels to the thumb the first finger and the second finger and it also travels back up so that's pretty consistent with what a carpal tunnel syndrome is and so a lot of people will often say carpal tunnel and they only mean that for wrist pain but most often wrist pain is just simply sprain or strain it's actually not affecting the median nerve so you probably have a little bit of carpal tunnel i mean you're younger healthy so the, the, it, i'm not concerned of anything more serious than that yeah um, but definitely with the things that you're doing day to day uh being in school and a student uh you're going to aggravate that risk so the, then the question becomes so how do you treat something like that yeah, exactly um and and really with this type of stuff it's it's really about keeping that wrist so it's the 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 continual sprain strain of that wrist that aggravates the nerve so the flexion and extension of the wrist so one of the things that i often recommend to people for with carpal tunnel syndrome is that at night you should be wearing a splint that keeps you in a neutral position and you should do that for about three or four weeks and the reason why i pick nighttime is during the day people when you're conscious you can you know what you're doing with your wrist 
But at night, people sleep in all kinds of weird, awkward postures, and they don't realize how bent their wrist might be, and it just puts nerve nerve pain. And that's why there's a a lot of people complaining of nocturnal paresthesia, which is people waking up saying, oh, my arm, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and my whole arm is numb. Well, that's often because of a positional issue, the fact that you're just sleeping with either your neck tilted to one side or your your arm is bent a weird way um if you put pressure on a nerve it falls asleep and and tell uh, me about it yeah and and i mean the best example of that is everyone can think back to their elementary school days when you're sitting cross-legged on the floor and then you get up and your whole leg is numb and you can't feel anything that's just pressure on the sciatic nerve so remy i think you got to wear a wrist splint for about (laughs) three weeks um, and, so and drop the 300 hours of Candy Crush a week. Uh, yeah, I, 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 too, I, I, right? Exactly. Remy, come on. Exactly. The Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Too much playing uh, <laughs> Fortnite. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so those are the things that are going on. So, yeah, we're changing uh, overall to a, a consistent brand, and but still Beautiful. providing the same great service. Uh, you know, it all starts with a free consultation, and that can happen here today. So anybody listening, give, give me a call. Let's uh, Let's talk about the issues you got going on. And you've also you've always had an oversight and or overseeing the clinics that you've used, but now they're right under your umbrella, so you have more control, and the consistency is going to be even greater moving forward. So that's all good too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. You have some issues happening with your health, or are just curious? Give us a call. Phone lines are open uh, just before twelve o'clock. Plenty of time here. Doctor Payne Show on Global News Radio. You bet those phone lines are open. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. It is a live call and show. You have issues? Bring them on. This is the hour you get some answers to get the ball rolling. Anyway, you know uh, it, it. Obviously, no need to mention anywhere on the planet that it is basketball fever especially yep. in this town for the next few days. And, you know, it doesn't matter what area, what neighborhood you go to in town, all of a sudden you see this influx of kids out there. They're all shooting hoops, whether it's in the schoolyard or in gym. Everyone's just feeling the fever. And um, a lot of these guys go down with shoulder pain, whether they're they're taking falls or whether it's just from just from doing the the actions of basketball. It's a, it's a big thing, right? Shoulder pain, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. Remy over here is a huge basketball fan. He was, uh, I remember when he was young, he wanted to be a basketball player when he grew yeah. up, and I was like, eh, short Italian guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to break yeah. it to him yet, but he's yeah. eventually going to realize that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember, that, actually, I even said to you as a kid, I said, Luigi, you know, you know, is there anything I could do to be taller? And you said, ah, Remy, you know, you see your dad over there? That's about it. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah, there's a yeah. genetic limit. Yeah. I exactly. remember when my son was born four or five months ago, they the doctor came in and was measuring and he's like oh my god he's he's really long you know i think he's going to be tall yeah. and i looked at jocelyn and i was like i bet against that yeah. i would bet against yeah. that but anyway. remy's going to be the new mugsy bogues he'll be <laughs> yeah, the yeah. shortest guy in the nba ball from the waist up anyway my, my mom actually um she met chris bosh one time and i was emailing chris boss uh chris bosh as a kid you know just for some uh just for some advice to yeah, you know, yeah. keep mo- motiva- motivating me to play basketball, and actually he told me he's like, you know, don't don't discourage yourself. You know, Muggsy Bowes was five foot four and this and that. Yeah, but well, your your basketball career is over, it, so yeah, don't worry about that it. Was <laughs> it. Anyhow, I'm done. Yeah, so shoulder pain for sure. Obviously, yeah. with basketball, and <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of injuries that can happen with uh, with basketball, but it's good that you bring up shoulder and and shoulder issues. I often say are, are very very tough issues to yep. treat properly um one the of the nature most, of the joint right yeah the nature of the joint it's a big thing like if we look anywhere else in in the body the nice thing about other joints like if we pick let's just pick the knee for example or the ankle they're very much structurally sound so they sort of fit together nicely like a puzzle piece um yep. and and there's a lot of things sitting there versus uh when we're dealing with um 
with the shoulder, it fits together like a puzzle piece. But if you didn't have ligaments and muscles holding it there, it would literally just fall off. Um, yeah. And so, so that's that provides, and also the amount, what we call the range of motion or the liberty of motion of that joint. I mean, if again going back, so let's pick the elbow. We only have two motions there: flexion and extension. Um, yeah. Whereas when we look at the shoulder, we not only have flexion, extension, we have abduction, adduction. We can roll it around. There's a lot of degree of movement, right. um, and so that degree of movement creates a complexity uh, when we're trying to treat it um, and when things happen and. and again the shoulder is a funny thing because what i most often see in practice is that um people call or people come in uh and they say you know i I have this shoulder pain i had an ultrasound done and it shows some degenerative tearing and i was told that that's the cause of my pain often not the right answer right uh could be but you got to correlate it and you can't the problem with imaging is it can't just be an imaging diagnosis this is why even when you read a report or an imaging report it doesn't say diagnosis it says impression because right. the radiologist does not know what the what the person is happening in in your office clinically and so you have to correlate that and degenerative tearing is very much just like degenerative arthritis of the body it's going to happen everyone's going to have some depending on the age is it more than we would expect at that age, or is the severity of it worse than we we would want to see at, at any point in time? So those are the things, and don't don't be fooled by that. Don't think that it all comes down to that ultrasound diagnosis. Yeah, I have a tear. Uh, I was told that I have a tear. I mean, we could take a hundred people right now and give them an ultrasound, and we probably find fifty percent have that same tearing, yeah. but not the same fifty percent have um, have the the pain. And so that's an important thing to correlate those two things. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the way to go. Annie, thank you for hanging on this morning. How are you? Thank you. Terrific. Thank you. Sure. Um, What's going on? Thank you for taking my call. It's gonna. I'm going to be brief. This is the first time I've had pain in my body. Oh, wow. And I'm... Good for uh, you. I'm just yeah. over 90. Oh, wow. We, oh. And this is if, that, if that's as bad as it gets, I think you're doing fine. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yes, it's a sin to feel so good, but this just creeped up. <laughs> okay. What's going on? Weeks ago, I start to feel under my arch on the left side of body, vertically uh, below the large toe. It's just a soft feeling of a slight, uh, soft pain, and it occurs um, only from time to time, and never when I'm stationary. uh, And it sometimes it just when I'm walking barefooted, it uh, eases all the way from on the back of my calf. Sometimes it goes further. Uh, up to my hip, right. And um, I walk it out when there's when there's a pain. I just uh, do race walk and walk it out. Okay. And so this has been going on for a few weeks. You you mentioned that's correct. And any and so so let me just try to understand this. It's at primarily at the bottom of your foot, just under the big toe. But you're saying when you're sometimes it feels like it shoots up your calf and all the uh, way to your hip. It doesn't shoot. It just goes uh, softly off up my calf and it's not under my toe it's under the arch under the arch okay i see area right so i mean that you start in that scenario i start to think of like once somebody starts to say that there's sort of a connection of that pain i start to always think could it potentially be a nerve issue like the sciatic nerve uh which comes from the low back runs into the buttock comes down the leg splits and then goes into the foot you're sort of describing that now obviously i can't diagnose you over the phone um 
Sometimes it can also just be muscular tension, the same way nerves follow a path, muscles follow a path, and there's something called fascial links between things. Um, have you, in the last little bit, been doing anything new? Nothing new. Nothing new? You haven't been walking more, anything like that? Nothing, nothing new. Yeah. I've been doing the same thing for almost 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, still, I'm still shocked because I think, I, I remember, um, uh, this must have been about seven or eight months ago, I had a... Uh, a lovely lady that came in to see me and a very similar scenario to you and she she had just developed some I believe it was knee pain and uh, she was there with her daughter and I and usually I always look at the age on the intake form and I didn't this time but this lady that was sitting in front of me looked absolutely amazing and I thought she was probably you know 70 years old and we're going through this knee pain and I spent about 45 minutes speaking with her um, and then I said you know by the way how old are you and I went to look and she was 99 years old and I was like wow. oh my god I was like you need to leave if this is as bad as it gets you you're, you're yeah, I'll have what she's having yeah you're absolutely fine so I mean the body you know, it, it's probably hard for you to hear this, Andy. But as we age, the body does break down a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I but but yeah. I think I think you're doing great, which is amazing. But I'm happy to see you um, and and see if we can figure out what's going on. Andy, appreciate the call. You want to follow up? One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. And for now, info at paincarecanada.com. Sounding amazing. Doing well. Keep it up. You're right. You're fantastic. Your calls as well. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Doctor Pain Show would love to talk to you right here on Global News Radio. Doctor Pain Show continues here till uh, close to twelve o'clock. Plenty of time for you to call in with your concerns, pain, or otherwise. And a big shout out again to Andy for calling in, who's uh, in her nineties and sounds. That's awesome. uh, Sounds better than That's us. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm always preplex. Like I'm I'm 33 and I'm falling apart. Yesterday I was golfing and and now my, it's funny. Before my injuries used to happen with like actual movements and things, and I'm golfing and I'm pretty sure I tore a meniscus yesterday. In my knee from golfing. Oh man! And you know what's funny? I was golfing and um, Adrian Ross, who's a colleague of mine, was with yeah, I know. me as well. You've yeah, he's treated you. He's treated me. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and so we're going, and my knee was really bad, and I was like, oh, man, and I'm pushing through it, and he's like, are, are you an idiot? Like, just stop if it's hurting. I was like, <laughs> I know. It's so true. It's so hard. that Like, I'm giving this advice day in and day out to people, yeah. and then when it, it comes to your own health, you, you almost, it's like you become ignorant, and you forget everything that you've ever learned. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, no, I think I think you're right. I think I need to stop and just let this thing uh, heal. But before we go further, because Remy, Remy told me he corrected me, it's Guelph Humber, I think, before at the beginning. Correct. I said Humber College, and it's Guelph Humber that he's at. That's and right. Apparently, yeah. that's a sticky point. And so, oh. before I get in trouble any further, and I get calls from Guelph Humber, you know, telling me what am I doing with their students and stuff. So, um, yeah. So knee pain too. That's a, that's a big thing, and, and and it's surprising. I've had some mild knee issues throughout my life, um, right. and never really anything bad. But it, it, what was sort of, I guess. Sometimes I like the sometimes I feel like it's a blessing in disguise that I've suffered so many injuries because I think especially for what I do it gives me a better understanding. So sometimes I'm actually I don't go looking for the injuries that, that it's not, but it sometimes when it happens it's like oh that's what that feels like like it, right. it, it just provides a new layer that you can't learn out of a textbook or learn by talking to somebody and um I was pretty surprised yesterday with how little it took to hurt my knee and and what it actually feels like um, when it's when it's pretty severe and so 
Um, it's pretty debilitating. Like I woke up this morning, I'm hobbling around. It hurts to sort of sit and I'm trying to kick my legs straight. And so, you know, those are things that are, are significant. Like they definitely can affect the person's quality of life. And, and I think that's a big thing with loved ones. And I always say this, that people always minimize what someone else is feeling. And it's always like, oh, you're fine. Like, no, but sometimes when you have a significant injury, you're not just fine. It does affect Every part of, of, you know, like even your psychology, like I love to golf and in my head I'm thinking like, am I not going to be able to golf for the next few weeks? Like that, that sucks to think that. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's the important thing about getting assessed early with these things. And I'm going to go get this checked out and I'm, I'm smart enough not to be my own doctor. I'm going to get someone else to check this out and get some treatment on it just to make sure that we're, we're dealing with it the right way. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That's the way you want to call through for the remainder of this show. Get some questions anyway. At least uh, get a ballpark answer and take it from there. Get to uh, to Marco. Hey, Marco, how are you, pal? Not too bad. How are you doing today? G- good, man. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, i got an issue with my shoulder. They call it frozen shoulder. They call it mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. But basically, the bottom line is bone to bone in the ball and socket. Right. But I was talking to, I was speaking to my boss a couple of days ago. His wife did the um, the stem cell uh, injection into her knee, and uh, like two days after, she was back to normal. I don't know if you guys do it here. So I believe some, up until a few weeks ago, I would have said no that it doesn't happen in uh, in Canada. But I think I remember hearing that there's some places that are starting to do it. As for its efficacy and how well it works, I can't comment because I haven't reviewed enough. I mean, I can walk you through the theory of it. Stem cells are what are immature cells. um, And immature cells, um, it's sort of like even, and I know this because we we just had a baby, and and, uh, what we did when the baby was first born was we took the stem cells from the umbilical cord and we're storing them for the rest of... That's what my boss said. Yeah, for the rest of his life. And the reason why that happens is there are some types of cells that don't regenerate very well. And some don't regenerate at all. An example of a, of a cell that regenerates very well is skin. We can get a cut on our skin, and then after a few days, a week, it's healed, and our skin looks the same as it did before. So that mm-hmm. heals very well. But things like, say, a nerve uh, cell does not regenerate, which is the reason why when people suffer spinal cord injuries, they, they never recover fully. And so the idea with right. stem cells is that we're taking what are these immature cells that can essentially become any other type of cell and re-injecting it. So the thought with a lot of the knee stuff is that we're taking these immature cells, we're injecting it, and potentially it's becoming cartilage, and and, in, and now you now don't just have bone on bone. Now you have a layer of cartilage in between um, that joint. I think with all new things, it's a lot of it is a is a quick fad where like it's like it sounds cool and so everyone thinks it must be the next best thing for everything else. Um, I, I really my point of view is I don't think healthcare works that way. It's always about matching up the right candidate with the right therapy. And one of the most dangerous things that I always say is talking to just the average person, right? Like, oh, I, I want a PRP injection because my cousin's brother got it done, um, and you know, and that's a dangerous thing. That shouldn't be the way healthcare is done. What should be done is you need to you need but to no, get. But 
But this person didn't do it here. They did it in the States, and I think it cost them a Yeah, it, it costs a lot of money, that's for sure. But what the point that I'm trying to make is you're jumping to a conclusion on the on what the treatment intervention should be. My, my thought is always start from what the diagnosis is, and then let's match up the best treatment option with that diagnosis. So I'm happy to see you for the issue that you've been having in your shoulder. And we no, can... Actually, I saw, you, I saw you about two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, your, Great. your recommendation was total replacement. I'm running from that. Ah. Uh, I see. Okay, well, we'll hang on, and we'll talk a little bit more after the break. Dr. Bancho rolls on. Plenty of time for you still to call in, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. If you have issues, this is the show where you want to call in. Marco, thanks for uh, hanging on, fellow. Back at you. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Not All right. This is uh, uh, Marco. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Marco. So, so you were saying that I saw you and and you need a total replacement. Yeah. yeah so, see, the the thing is, total replacements of like hips and knees are are I shouldn't say easy, but they're easier and they're done so often. Replacements of the shoulder are very tough. Um, but if it's bone on bone, then that's an option. In terms of if stem cells are an option for that, honestly, you'd probably have to go to a clinic that does it and, and get their opinion. I don't know enough about it to make that because recommendation. I was trying, I was trying the collagen, and um, it brings some relief, but it's a long, over yeah. three months yeah. I've been using it. Yeah. So I don't know, but... To be honest with you, I don't want to go down the road with the um, with the steel and plastic. Yeah, I mean, and and listen, nobody can force you with what you want to do. It's just we we make the recommendation based on what the best options are. Um, and when when it's bone on bone, that's what's creating the pain. The the best option is replacing that joint. Now, again, I I won't lie to you. Shoulders are are not uh, an easy shoulder or an easy joint to replace. It's a pretty complex procedure. But um, if necessary, it's about considering it. But hey, if you can manage it, I always tell people if you can manage your issue without going to the more invasive steps as long as you're able to live within the quality that you want to live then then you do that for as long as you possibly can now the other thing with with um surgeries that are that significant is a lot of people want to i i see a lot of people that i sort of two ends of the spectrum i'll I'll see people who are in their 40s and 50s and probably could use a joint replacement and i tell them to hang on for a while before they start considering that if they can because they're still relatively young but then sometimes i get people i had a few people this week that are in their 80s and are now at the point where they they want to get their knees replaced and they were told that they should have done this you know 10 10 years ago and and there's sort of a, a a happy medium because if you do it in and around your early 70s, then the good thing is these joints tend to last on average about 15 years. You probably won't have to do another one. The advantage is you're still relatively young and, and health no, is... No, I'm in my 60s, man. You're on your 60s, so that you're young. But 60 what? One. 61. Okay, so you're still you're still on the young side, but don't wait till 80 either if you are going to do it. Like there's the happy the happy point I think is the good point is around the 70 mark. And it also depends on other things going on, right? The the more other comorbidities, which I know is a word that John loves, mm-hmm. uh, the more that there are, the harder these things become from a prognostic standpoint. Do, so do you do you have do you have any, any um, clinic that you think does it so I can probably pop in and have a chat with them and see if you can take it from this end rather than going across the pond to get it? Done. No, I don't. I don't know of any clinics here doing no. the stem cells. Are you, you're not planning to do it either. Don't do no, it. no, we're not. I don't. I'm. I'm not even a hundred percent sure, but I don't. I don't think it's fully like licensed and things like that in in uh, and cleared by by Canada. So I, I'm not sure. I haven't heard of anybody doing it. Okay, man. Thank okay. You for your time. No problem. 
Thanks, Marco. Appreciate that. It's uh, I want to reach out any further. You know the number one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U or info at paincarecanada dot com. You're not too familiar with the stem cell stuff when it comes to that regard, right? Maybe one day it'll be widely available here. It's just not. It's not something that's available here. So yeah. uh, it's you know, and again, I, the things that I have heard about it, it's very expensive. Um, so how much of it is also just you know, from a from a profit standpoint, sure. but that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't work. It's just I'm being honest; I don't know enough about it. But uh, uh, my cousin here, Remy, who's again going back to a big basketball fan, was asking me about the Durant stuff. Um, yep. And since that's an injury, I'm I'm happy to answer. And plus, yeah. him studying media studies, this is me just really planning to replace you, John, in the long term. I don't uh, I don't know okay. if you got that hint I mean, already. I think, <laughs> exactly. So the whole city wants to know. The big question is: I mean, do you think Kevin Durant will be back for game? Two here no, in he's not. I mean, he, he will not be back be, for no. game two. But here's the thing about his injury, because yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me about this. So he was diagnosed with a pretty a significant calf strain. Yeah. Um, and so really, let's break down what that is. So the calf is obviously a very important area of the body when you're playing basketball because they're jumping up and down all the time. So it's very important. That's what propels you up and and what and where you land and absorbs the shock as you come come down. What a strain is, there's three grades of strains or sprains. Sprains apply to um, to ligaments and, and sprains apply to tendons, or sorry, to muscles or tendons. And so um, what it is is essentially, and, and the easiest way for me to describe this, there's three grades. Grade one, sprain or strain, is the equivalent to like what you would feel after a workout, right? So anybody that's ever worked out any area of their body and you have that delayed onset muscle soreness that's sort of a grade one sprain or strain of a muscle um grade three would be a complete tear of something grade two is somewhere in between those two things where it's not fully torn but it's somewhat torn and it's not healing as well as a dom's would which is the delayed onset muscle soreness which typically can take 24 to 48 hours maybe three to four days on the high end depending how hard that workout was so the big thing that Kevin Durant here is considering is, you know, could he play right now in a in a street match? Yeah, of course he probably could. Yeah. But again, going up and down, up and down, you the thing is these things are progressive. So do you want to potentially make it a grade three? Um, and then ruin your career. The answer is or like, his next season, right? So or next wanna, season, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he's a free agent. He's got a big contract coming, and he needs to stay healthy. So uh, I, I believe with that type of injury, uh, and my prediction will be that based on uh, the fact that of how significant an injury like that is in a basketball player, I actually don't think he'll play in the series, is my prediction on that. I might be wrong, but that's sort of my gut instinct on it because of, uh, of a lot of things. And, and Cav... Calf issues, again, when it comes to basketball, are a very, very significant uh, issue. But uh, we got to take a break, and then uh, we can keep talking basketball after the break. Beautiful. Yeah, before we go, if Remy's going to replace me, Remy, do you know the actual <laughs> official, what's the anatomical name for the calf muscles? Do you know? Ooh. Quickly. Ooh. No? Nice one, John. Gastronemius, yeah. Oh, there you go. You not getting replaced. One. You ain't replacing <laughs> nothing, I buddy. I hit you with a basketball question <laughs> after that. <laughs> uh, I'm done. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Stell. Still uh, time for you to call in to Dr. Payne Show on Global News Radio. You have lots of time indeed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. You want to reach out to uh, what else you got for me today, pal? Where are we going? I'm, I'm just still impressed about what you pulled out prior yeah, to that break. Gastronemius. Look at the, Do you on. know the muscle deep to gastronemius? 
Huh? Oh, okay. You're still better. No. You know what's funny? As we were going to break, and then Remy says, he goes, oh, my God. He goes, I thought, I said, that was a good question. He goes, yeah. He goes, I actually thought he was going to ask me the phone number, and I don't know that. I was like, oh, you're, you're officially done 100%. Like, if you don't know the phone number, which is one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Um, That's next. Yeah, so it's the soleus muscle, which is deep to right. gastronemius. Uh, but anyhow, so, well, let's keep going through other joints in the body. We've done shoulder we've done we've even dealt with the thumb today uh yeah. elbow pain because again now uh, that the weather's nicer people are playing their golf and their and their tennis and golfer and tennis elbow which is medial and lateral epicondylitis or, uh, traditionally is the name but as we've continued as a medical profession to do studies on these things we really see that it's not itis suggesting inflammation it's not really an itis it's more of an alga uh which is just suggestive of pain and if we actually look at this the what we call the pathophysiology so if we understand what's causing the issue it's actually micro tearing within the muscle and at the uh, where the tendon inserts into the bone which is called an enthesopathy so there's no real inflammation going on uh, but there is obviously pain from that micro tearing from that repetitive sprain strain and and the management of those issues which is uh you know, oftentimes when people initially start feeling it, they feel it more in the bulk of the muscle. As it becomes a chronic issue, they actually start to point closer to the bone. And as that happens, that involves more of the tendon. Tendons are always harder to treat than muscles for right. one very simple reason. That reason being that muscles have very good blood supply. Blood flow. I always say if you look at a picture of anatomy, none of it is by accident. Muscles look red because there's blood flow. Tendons and ligaments look white because there's not very much blood flow. And that and that hinders the 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 likelihood of healing in that area because blood brings nutrients and um and it also takes away waste products um, that, that are produced. So uh, in those instances, we as therapists need to do things to promote blood flow to the area in order to help it heal. And so we have things that are called pain modalities. So these are different tools that we can use to help block pain uh, versus we have also healing modalities, things that can actually help a, an issue to heal. And so uh, in those types of instances, we, we try to work on both the pain modalities in order to control the pain that the person's experiencing and that could be different types of things whether it's a tens machine or a brace that they're wearing to apply pressure um and then we also have the other aspects which are the uh, the healing modalities which can actually promote blood flow to the area um, and these are things like laser therapy shockwave therapy acupuncture does that as well and those things will actually help the the injury to heal and and it's a combination of those two things that is is really what helps it's not it's not mutually exclusive that you either do one or the other but both have a different place and time depending on the course of the treatment and where you're applying it um, so those are important things that we can help with again with the season's uh, becoming nicer and people getting out to play more golf yeah. and more tennis, uh, definitely more likely to see those things happen. And actually, I've seen an influx in the clinic of those things over the last few weeks, um, just, again, by the very nature that it happens, pr primarily with those two sports, because of, again, that repetitive ten uh, sprain sprain that is presented with either uh, a golf swing or a tennis swing. Um, and then we, we've gone through, you know, the, the, the hand issues. So one of the most uh, common things as we started the show was the carpal tunnel. Yep. Um, issue, um, but there's lots of different things. There's even ulnar nerve entrapments, uh, which are the same pathophysiology. It's just not in the carpal tunnel. There, it's Down in the forearm. It's yeah, exactly. And yeah. so those things can uh, um, 
obviously have an effect on on quality of life and the things you have to do uh then of course we have you know the spine related pain neck and low back and upper back which is not as common uh but neck and low back of course because of uh the um there's no rib cage there to support it so there's an inherent amount of instability and only um support through muscular activation Hmm. um and a lot of these things again i mean i could keep going through the rolodex here of injuries but it's not all that different the way we treat them. I always tell people in the beginning, it's very much the stuff that someone else can do to you, the passive modalities, whether it's a medication, which doesn't have great research for it for these types of things, but more the physical and manual modalities that are used, and then moving towards the active rehabilitation, the stuff that you have to do on your own, um, which is very important. How about this one before we uh, before we break? Maybe we'll talk about this after we come back. And that is, I know you mentioned golf season. That involves two things that you love: bending and twisting, and Ooh, rotation at the good. same time. Right? Yeah. It's amazing that more golfers aren't you know laying flat on the golf green with injury. Right? Well, th- this is why, like a person like Tiger Woods, um, who was the f- one of the first golfers to be putting that tremendous amount. Like, I mean, if you look at videos of guys from before. It wasn't necessarily the same power, and right. when you look at the golf, when you look at the, you know, golfers nowadays, they're athletes. They, they they're working a lot on core strength and all these things to because they have to use that in order to generate the force to hit the ball as hard and as long as they do. Right. Uh, but equally so, they understand that they need to keep that area of their body healthy, which is why they're all in top notch uh, physical shape. So that's very very important. And you know, I, again, it's fine. You could do those things but it's always about building strength around um, the important structures that support those those areas for that type of force generation. We'll uh, get to more of your calls. Still got some time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. In that regard, Mike, I see you hanging there. Just stick around after a short break, and we will get to you next on the Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio. Last few minutes of the show. You still have a few minutes to call in. That means 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. With any pain concerns or questions you have for uh, for Dr. Lou. Mike, thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. I have a question. Um, I get injured on a slip and fall, mm-hmm. and uh, the, uh, uh, it says I have a tear in my right knee, uh, LM tear, and I have to do surgery. i got to say the surgery on July 3rd. Okay. But I was wondering if I really have to do I have pain in the knee, but I was wondering if I really have to do surgery this early because I'm only 49. I'd, I'd have to see what's going on. So typically with the knee, with these types of things, so let me ask you a couple questions. Do you have swelling? Yes, I do have swelling from yeah. last year, August. Okay, and is there clicking as well that happens? No, but the swelling hurts. The swelling hurts, and what about is there any locking? Does your knee ever lock up? Uh, no. No, and have you done physio and rehab for it? I'm still doing physio since last year, August. I'm, oh, and, up until currently, I'm still doing the physio. And yeah. what type of stuff are you doing? Is it mainly exercise-based, or is it just someone slapping machines on you? They do exercise and they put this machine where they put two things on my knees, mm-hmm. like but, some electrical. But you are doing exercise? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, so it's good that you've done it. I'm happy that you're not just jumping to surgery without having done therapy first. Um, if it's a significant enough, it sounds like it's a meniscal tear. If it's a significant enough uh, tear, then surgery might be a good option for it. Um, if, the, uh, if, if therapy hasn't worked, then there's really not much else 
in all honesty that can be done and it's not like it's not like this injury happened you know two weeks ago and you're going for surgery without trying anything else this has now been progressing over a period of time it sounds like there's very little improvement um and so is surgery potentially the next option yes maybe it's very hard obviously for me to tell you that to any great degree of certainty because i haven't seen you so i'm happy to see you to assess you to take a look at that knee and of course if there's something else that can be done i'll make that recommendation i'm always of the mindset when it comes to my uh, clinical approach that the least invasive measures should and conservative things should be done before we move to more invasive and less conservative measures and uh yeah, I'm happy to take a look at that for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I would appreciate that. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U or info at paincarecanada.com. Last couple minutes, man. Take it home. Where do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's that simple. A lot of people are living with day in and day out with these types of issues. They're also a lot of people. I, I see a lot of people also for just a second opinion. They're already under care with someone else or another clinic which is fine we're not we're not here to take anybody but i, I people i guess have, have sort of um been listening to me for a while they like my train of thought on these things they and they want my opinion i'm happy to give that opinion um and and i'm and i'm very honest with it if i think the the team that you're seeing is doing the very best job that they could be doing i'm i'm simply going to tell you that um sometimes what i also do is i'll send back letters uh, to the current healthcare team and say, hey, why not try adding this right. if you think it's worthwhile? And and you know what? Most people are willing to 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 work with someone else and and have another idea uh, put on the table. So I'm happy to see people who already have other healthcare providers and already trust them, but you know maybe are are dealing with something they want to just get another opinion. I, I've said this a million times on air. I send my own patients, people I see, for second opinions. I often do it like right in that very moment because all go into the hallway, grab one of my colleagues, bring them in, um, and get them to uh, give an opinion. But I do that because, again, I don't know everything, and I'm and I'm very honest about that. I'm not an expert on every single thing there is when it comes to injury and pain management. And also, you know, we're all human. We make errors, and we um, can benefit sometimes by having a second pair of ears or eyes to hear or look at something um, and see you know, what's going on. And I, I also try to surround myself with people that I not only think are better therapists than me, but that are also brighter than me, because I do truly feel that that's the way that you get better. And I, and a lot of my success is, is just simply due to the great team of people that I have around me. Um, and, and they make me better every single time that, that I uh, have a dialogue with them. And so, um, it's an important thing to have humility as a practitioner, and I'm I'm by no means offended when when someone wants another opinion, and I don't think anyone else should be either. And unfortunately, I have heard of some people that say, "Yo, I can't go somewhere else; my doctor will be so pissed off." Wow. It's not the right approach. Let, yeah. let, let's work as a team, and we're we're working with one goal to get you the patient better. So give me a call, um, and happy to help you uh, through any of your pain and injury concerns. Good way to wrap it for today, brother. And uh, yeah, go easy on the video games there, okay, Ryan? Until next time. So keep those marks up because I live right beside the college. I can check on you. I will. I'm just saying. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com. Thank you for all your contributions. Till next time, the Doctor Pain Show on Global News Radio.